down, y'all. We're going we to get in this word. We're going to get in the word. Uh, we thank God uh, that he has called us here for such a time as this. Uh, and so I'm going to ask you uh, to stand with me for a moment as we open up the scripture uh, in honor of God's words. We're going to go to Acts, the first chapter. I mean, excuse me, not the first chapter, but the third chapter, uh, verses 1 through 8. Uh, in your quiet time, uh, this sermon is really going to cover chapters 1, 2, 3, and 4. Uh, but, I, but, of course, we don't have time to read four chapters this morning, so I'm going to be picking spots in to just highlight and illuminate for you. Uh, but the entire message is, is in the context of chapters 1 through 4. Amen. Acts 3, 1 through 8. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. With your prayers, just for a few moments, I want to preach from the subject, speak boldly, speak boldly. You may be seated. You may be seated uh, in this place. And y'all, I need y'all to pray for me because my voice is trying to leave me, and so I'm going to need a miracle. Uh, I'm glad the praise team just... Uh, uh, song about miracles because I'm going to need it uh, to get through this word, this service, and next service. And so I got a little cup of hot water and honey. Um, so uh, so I'm, 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 I'm doing my part. Uh, but I know God is a miracle worker. And so, and so I'm going to depend on him uh, to show up and show out. But speak boldly. Speak boldly. Uh, there's a quote I want you to read from, from Martin uh, uh, Niemöller, uh, a German Lutheran pastor that was serving during uh, the time of Hitler uh, in World War II. And this is what, uh, and you see the, the quote that, that he's famous for. He says, silence in the face of bigotry and injustice only enables harm and hurt. Lutheran pastor Martin Niemöller jailed in Nazi Germany for speaking out, confessed that in a poem he penned after the war. First they came for the communists, he wrote. But I didn't speak up because I wasn't a communist. He added, then they came for the Jews, the Catholics, and others. But I didn't speak up. Finally, they came for me. And by that time, there was no one left to speak up. This awesome quote that he penned in a poem happened during a time that Hitler was creating all kinds of injustice around the world. And as a result of that, him speaking up and speaking against what Hitler was doing, he was incarcerated for over seven years because he spoke up. He understood that injustice had to be confronted. And one of the major sins of our society uh, there's, there's several sins, y'all, but, but, but let me give you three of them. There, there are sins of commission. That's when you do what you know you shouldn't do. There are sins of omission, when you don't do what you know you should do. And then there are sins of no mission, when you never speak up or stand out. And so this Lutheran pastor, in the midst of Hitler's regime, speaks up 
against what was going on, the injustice that was going on. And in this life, y'all, all of us at some point will face injustice, whether it's racism, sexism, classism, militarism, uh, capitalism, whatever you're going through, you're going to face injustice. And the issue is, is that when you've been born again, when your name has been stamped in the book of life, when you know Jesus, you don't have the, 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 the right to be quiet. When you know who Jesus is and what Jesus has done, because Jesus stood up for those who couldn't stand for themselves. Jesus came into a world where we were on our way to hell because of sin. But Jesus, in the midst of that, left heaven, came down here to save you and I. Jesus is our example of what it means to stand up against the injustices of sin. Oh, y'all think I'm making this up. There was a woman. There was a woman at the well. A Samaritan. And you know, the Jews had nothing to do with the Samaritans. But Jesus made a point of going by Samaritan, uh, uh, Samaria and meeting this woman at the well, told her about herself, and she left there and told the rest of the folk what Jesus had said because Jesus wanted to address her situation. Jesus wanted to address and give her what she needed. Jesus is our example of what it means to serve. And Jesus not only served, Jesus, J Jesus saves. Okay, Jesus' service leads to salvation. Oh, y'all not getting this. What Jesus does, what Jesus does, because of his service, the Bible says in Mark that Jesus didn't come to be served, but he came to serve as a ransom for us. And because of Jesus and what he did for you and for me, because of Jesus' service, Jesus secures our salvation. Not only in eternity, but here on earth. Not only eschatologically, I'm sorry I'm using these seminary words, but he does it existentially. Jesus addresses our situation right where we are. And because Jesus served, we have the right to the tree of life. We have a right to salvation and and, 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 and Pastor Aaron has been talking last week that we're a multiplying church, that we're a church uh, who believes God. And, and, and he talked about the fact that, that because we are a body of believers uh, who believe in what Jesus has done, and the pastor's job is to equip the people, but it's the people's job to go and serve. Y'all remember that last week? Y'all heard last week? He talked about them in Ephesians 4, that once you are equipped, once you've given everything that you need, the Holy Spirit will empower you to do the work of God. So that whenever you see these injustices that we're confronted with day in and day out, that you run into, you cannot be silent. Okay, y'all not getting it. Y'all not getting this. Uh, uh, let me go to the text. Let me go to the text. Uh, I just read the text. And, and in that first part of the text, it says that Peter and John, were on their way to church. It was the ninth hour. That's, that's 3 o'clock. That's 3 o'clock. The ninth hour, they were on their way to church, Peter and John. And they're going to church, and they see a man who's been lame since birth at the gate beautiful before they go into the temple. Check this out. So they go in. So, so, so the man asks them for alms. The man asks for a handout. The man asked for some money. The man asked for a donation. But look what Peter and John say, silver and gold have we not. But such in the name of Jesus, rise up 
and walk. Okay, y'all missed it. Y'all, y'all missing it. Y'all missing it. The, the man knew what he wanted, but Peter and John had what he needed. Okay, y'all, y'all, y'all missed it. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, and my first point is this. So y'all taking notes. Y'all taking notes. First point is this. Y'all, we've got to speak boldly so that others can be healed. Many of us run across people who have been crippled by life, whether it's by drug addiction, by alcoholism, whether it's by injustices that uh, false incarceration, whether it's by hatred and bitterness. We run across people who have been crippled by life. Uh, there are those who are, Texas is number one state in this country for sex trafficking. We are, there, there are those who have been sexually abused. There, there are those who have been falsely incarcerated. And when we run across these people in these crippled conditions, we've got to speak up and speak out. That's what the word says. We've got to speak boldly so that others can be healed. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know that there's somebody in here today. And you've had an experience with somebody who's had a failed marriage and, and they don't think that they can recover. They've, they've had a broken relationship and they don't know how to get through it. They, 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 they're, the, they're the victims of bullying in school and, 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 and being messed over and dogged out. Uh, but God has called you to speak up. Yo, we got to be bold. We got to be bold. We got to be bold. There's no such thing uh, as, a, as a sissy saint. As a pastoral punk, there's no such thing as a lazy labor. Y'all, we got to speak up because we got the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Acts, okay, Acts 1, Jesus said, listen, I'm going to give, I got to go to heaven, but I got you covered. When I go, Acts 1, chapter 8, he says, I'm going to send the comfort, I'm going to send you the power that you need. And so Acts 1 says that, says this, that this Acts 1 and 8 and says that, 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 that Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to empower us to be witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. What he simply says, I, I'm going to send you the power. I got the power. I'm going to give you the power. And so Jesus gives us the power, y'all, so that we can speak up and speak out. And then chapter 2, so he tells his disciples, I'm going to send you the power. Chapter 2 of, of, of uh, Acts, then the Holy Spirit comes. Y- y'all remember they were in the upper room praying, and it was during Pentecost, and, and Peter stood up, and, and they were preaching, and they were praying, and then the Holy Spirit came. Y'all, this was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit's advent into the world. And whenever you're looking at Scripture, whenever you look at the Bible, from Genesis through Malachi, uh, Malachi, we see God interacting with his creation, God himself. Then from Matthew all the way to Acts 1, we see Jesus interacting, God the Son, with his creation. Then from Acts 2 all the way to Revelation, we see the Holy Spirit interacting. With his creation. So the hero spirit shows up, shows out, and they start speaking in languages that only the people who understood the language could understand. Okay, y'all, y'all not get it. They, they, they spoke in a language that was foreign to them that they did not know. Because during Pentecost, all the people from around the world would come for the Jewish celebration. And so they were from different countries and different languages. But these poor preachers, 
who were not educated formally were able to speak when the Holy Spirit fell on them in a language that the people could understand where they were from. Y'all, that's a miracle. And so God empowers us through his Holy Spirit. And so when Peter and John are going in to the temple and they see this man begging for what he wanted, they give him what he needs. He's still in gold. We ain't got no money, bro. But I, 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 I know you're looking for a handout, but I'm going to give you a hand up. I know you're looking for some money, but I'm going to give you ministry. I know you're looking for alms, but I'm going to give you the almighty. Oh, y'all not getting this, y'all. Listen, they, they, you've got to understand that when you see people, people who have been crippled by life, people who have been blinded by life, they don't know what they need, but they know what they want. And God has sent you there to give them what they need. And so they spoke boldly in this man's life. They spoke and they said, Seven go, have we not but such in the name of Jesus. And that's what we got to do, y'all. I need y'all. We, we got to be bold. We got to be bold. We're servants of God. In the name of Jesus, he's going to turn your life around. In the name of Jesus, you no longer going to be addicted to drugs. In the name of Jesus, you no longer going to be an alcoholic. In the name of Jesus, you no longer are going to abuse. In the name of Jesus, you're not going to live with an unforgiving spirit. In the name of Jesus, you're not going to be negative anymore. We got to speak boldly to folk who are crippled. By life. But then number two, number two, I don't, number two. Not only do we speak boldly for those who have been crippled by life, we got to speak boldly so that the onlookers can be saved. We got to speak boldly, number one, so that others can be healed. But then we got to speak boldly so that the onlookers can be saved. If you go, you, you go in that text, Acts 3.12, uh, and you start reading Acts 3.12, you see that after this man was healed in the name of Jesus because Peter and John spoke boldly into this man's life, into his crippled situation, because they spoke boldly in it. This man is up. This man has been lame for over 40 years from birth. And so everybody, y'all, these onlookers, said, everybody came running. To see what had happened. Listen, in this life, uh, and even in church, you got folk who come to worship, and you got folks who, who come to watch. Okay, y'all gonna get there when you get home. You got, you got folk who come to extol the name of Jesus, and you got other folk who come to examine what you do. And this is no different. Have y'all ever got caught on 635 and you're in all this traffic and you're in this large traffic jam and it's backed all the way up only to find that the accident was on the other side? <laughs> There's something about human nature that we want to always go and look and investigate what happened. And so they looked up. This man had been lame. And so they run to Peter and John. They run to the game. And they say, well, how, how did this man get his healing? Huh? I, 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 what happened? What transpired? Was it magic? But he just, we just heard the praise that we had reached them. Just, and Bria just sing about miracles. How many of you know that God is still in the miracle working business? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe in miracles. And, 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 and what he does, P Peter says, listen, it was a miracle. It was a miracle because miracles are God orchestrated. Magic is Satan generated. Miracles require faith and, and faith requires obedience. 
Uh, but magic involves facades, and facades requires lies. Miracles uh, require executing a plan. Magic is just taking a chance. Peter said, this wasn't no magic. This was a miracle. And he said, in the name of Jesus, that same Jesus, and y'all look, it's in the verse. It's in, it's in the verse. In that, that same Jesus who you crucified and killed, it's how this man has this healing. That's verse 12 through 16, chapter 3. It's how this man got it. Look how boldly Peter's talking. Okay, y'all, okay, y'all not. Y'all know Peter. Y'all know who Peter was. Y'all remember Peter was the one who denied Jesus three times before the crow, before the, before the cock crowed, right? That, that, that he was, that, that, that Peter is that one who said, I'll always be with you, Jesus. I'm going to always stick with you. You ain't got to, I'm your boy. I'm, I, I got your back. And as soon as, as they took Jesus and arrested him, Peter followed from a distance. And, and, and then one of the girls, the slave girl, say, well, hey, weren't you with that man called Jesus? Peter said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking to. But y'all, that same Peter in Acts 3, after the Holy Ghost has come, and he's got his power like you and I have, this same Peter stood boldly. And he interpreted, he clarified, and he explained the move of Jesus in healing this man. Oh, y'all get it. These onlookers saw what happened. Oh, side note, side note, side note. Anybody who has failed, anybody who has fallen short, anybody who's had some difficulties in this life that's gotten the best of you, I want you to know that your failure is not futile. I want Peter testifies that God is a God of another chance. And God is going to use you. And whatever has crippled you through your life, God is going to use you to bring deliverance to somebody else's life. So whatever God has blessed you with, it's not just for you, but it's for you to go back to those same folks. And bless them with what God has blessed you with. Okay, that's side note. I'm sorry. So now we see all these onlookers. Peter explains to them how this man got his healing. And then verse 4, verse 4, put verse 4 up, 4 and 4. Check this out. Because Peter spoke boldly, this is what it says. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of just men, this ain't the women and children, just men, 5,000, because Peter and John spoke boldly to those onlookers, over 5,000 men alone got saved. Y'all, we ought to be running and celebrating right now, because God calls on each and every one of us to interpret the move of God in our lives. It is our responsibility to interpret the miracles that God performs in our life. When God has healed you from drug addiction, you got to tell your story because your story leads to God's glory. You've got to tell your story boldly of how God healed you from alcoholism, how God healed you from abuse, how God healed you from bigotry, how God healed you from racism, how God healed you from sexism. You've got to tell your story. So that others can be saved. Okay, y'all, okay, I'm, okay. I've had you too long. Let me, let me get this last point, y'all.
Okay, y'all help me. First point, we got to speak bold. We got the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can speak boldly to others so that they can be healed. We got to speak boldly to the onlookers so that they can be saved. But then lastly, we got to speak boldly so the oppressor will behave. Oh, I'm, oh y'all think I'm in, y'all don't think I'm in the text. Look, look in, 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 in verse chapter 4, he goes through, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained, they marveled, they saw what they had done. And, and, and because this man got his healing, y'all, some folk got mad. The religious leaders, the politicians, the community leaders got mad because this man was healed in the name of Jesus. Everybody's not going to be satisfied. Everybody's not going to celebrate your healing. Everybody is not going to be on board with your deliverance. And because this man was healed in the name of Jesus, the religious leaders had just crucified him. They didn't want that to get out. And so they arrested Peter and John. It's in chapter 4. Y'all can read it when you get home. They arrested Peter and John. And they held them overnight. And when they arrested him, they went into their little community session and, and they discussed what had transpired. And as they were talking to one another, they said, well, what are we going to do with them? Because their goal was to kill them. Their goal was to prevent them from walking in purpose. Their goal was to depress them so that they could deflect them from doing what God had called them to do. And so they said, listen, we can't lie about this man. This man has been lame since birth. And he's healed. And not only that, 5,000 folk got saved. And so we got to be careful. Because if we come up against them now, the crowd is going to turn on us. And I don't know who you are today, but God has called you to speak boldly into somebody's crippled condition. And God has called you to speak boldly so that the onlookers can be saved. But God has also called you to be bold because the oppressor will behave. So look what they say. They say, listen, let us do. We're just going to threaten them and then we're going to turn them loose. We're going to threaten them, and we got to let them go. Okay, y'all know when to shout. We're going to threaten them because we can't do nothing to them because they're walking in the power of God. God's got their back. God's got them covered. They understood that Jesus is the answer. So all we're going to do is threaten them and let them go. 
And so they came and they threatened Peter and John. Oh, I love their response, y'all, around verse 19, 20 of chapter 4. They said, they said, whether it's right in God's eyes to obey you, that is, obey man. Y'all be the judge of that. But as for me and John, we can't help but to speak about what we have seen and what we have heard. How many of you have seen the move of Jesus in your life? I've seen the lightning flashing. I've heard the thunder roar. I felt sin breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. And from the waters lifted me. Say, am I? It was love that lifted me. Love that lifted me. Okay, y'all didn't get it. Y'all didn't get it. A psalmist sung this song that says, as long as you got King Jesus, you don't need nobody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. As long as you got Jesus, you don't need nobody else. I've been lied on, cheated, talked about, mistreated. I've been buked. I've been scorned. I've been talked about, sure as you're born. I've been up and I've been down. I've been leveled to the ground. But through all of these things, I've been covered. Oh, God, y'all not good. I've been covered. How many of you know that Jesus got your back? How many of you know that, come on now, don't, 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 don't play with me, don't play with me. When you know who Jesus is, Jesus is able to make the oppressor behave. You don't believe me, just ask David when he had to deal with Goliath. You don't believe that? Ask them three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace. And then Nebuchadnezzar have to behave. That only God can turn a fiery furnace into a refrigerator. Ask Daniel in the lion's den. Only God can give a lion... Lock jaw and make him lose his appetite. Only God can bury Pharaoh's army in the same highway he created for you to pass through. He'll drown your enemy. Are y'all not getting this? Y'all. God will make your enemies behave. Let me, let me close this. Let me close this. I'm done. Let me close this. Let's, let's, um. Y'all remember that Y2K scare, all that Y2K stuff? and everybody, They thought the world was going to come to an end. You know, the year 2000 coming. In 1999, uh, in December, my wife and I, my daughter right there, we, we took our kids to New York for, a, uh, for Christmas just to celebrate because it, it was pretty. I got to give it to them. I ain't no big New York fan. I, uh, my, my man in the Astros just already told me they got uh, personal seats for the, for the Yankees to, to watch the Astros in the World Series. And, and so I was in New York. I was in New York. We was in New York celebrating that week. Real beautiful. Rockefeller Center, all of that stuff. Just the pomp and circumstance of that. And, 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 y'all, and while we were there, uh, a storm that hadn't passed through in 40, 50 years came through a snowstorm. And it wasn't just New York. It came all the way to Texas. That snowstorm shut everything down. And so when it was time for us to come back, we were flying back on... December 31, flying back here. We had to go to watch night service. Uh, uh, 
Brother Brown, and, and we're trying to get back in time for watch night, our service. And, uh, and the plane was delayed, and so we didn't get back for hours later. We ended up finally flying back in uh, to Dallas at DFW about uh, after midnight. You know, so we packed up the car. We're tired. We load up, and, and we head into Mesquite, y'all. We load it up, and, it's, and we're driving about five miles an hour all the way from DSW. You know, people, we had bumping into you, wrecking, but people, they stop because it's freezing. You know, it's 15 below, all that craziness, snow all over the ground. And, you know, you bump somebody, you just kept it moving, okay? Uh, and so we got, all, we got all the way around 635 and got around La Prada over in that area. And we're coming around, uh, then I hear a noise. And we end up, y'all, with a flat tire. I don't know where the flat tire came in, all that snow, all that. We had a flat tire, so I pull off on the side of the road. My family, my kids were young, all that stuff loaded in the car. And I pull off on the side, and I'm trying to figure out, man, how I'm going to change this because it was ice and snow. And I couldn't put the jack under the car because it was going to slide. It was on an incline. And I was, and I'm, I'm, y'all, well, I'm sitting there trying to figure it out. And there's no other car on the road. Nobody passing by. And then out of nowhere, here comes this record driver. Well, nobody on the road. One o'clock in the morning. And the record driver pulls up, y'all, and he says this. He says, I got a call from somebody who needed a tow. Was that you that called? I said, it wasn't me, but I know who it was. I'm telling you, God's in the miracle business. And, 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 the, and the gentleman, I said, man, I, I, I need to change this tire, but I can't change it because, because I need a floor jack. I need a hydraulic jack. I can't, you know, you need a jack. The jack that comes with the car ain't going to work. And he said, he went to his truck, y'all, and pulled out a floor jack, big old floor jack. Came back, lifted up, changed the wheel, got us back going. And I said, man, how much do I owe you? How much can I pay you? And he said, you don't owe me a thing. You don't owe me a thing. I got to go find out who called me. I said, well, you go look for him, but I already know who called you. And y'all, as the record truck was driving off, in the back of his windshield, he had these words, Jesus is the answer, and he's coming your way. Oh, God, y'all, y'all, oh, man. Y'all, I couldn't do nothing but shout. Right there in the midst of the cold, I started having a praise party. Because I submit to you that if you stand for Jesus, he'll stand for you. And there's somebody in here today who's been crippled by life. God has blessed you with their healing. I need you. The God, God is counting on you to be bold and to speak into their lives so that they can be healed. He's calling on you to speak into the onlookers' lives so that they can be saved. He's calling on us to speak to those oppressors so that they will behave. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Christians praying. Father, we thank you for calling us for such a time as this. We know that injustice is rampant throughout this nation. 
There's racism, discrimination, sexism, there's classism, there's people who are being abused, falsely incarcerated. But I thank you for the voice of people like Henry Brown who stand in the gap. And they speak up and speak out because of the power of the Holy Spirit that you've invested them in. But not just Henry who's with us today. Father, there are many in this building today. I ask that you would touch their hearts right now. That you would allow them to feel that power, that resurrection power. That you've invested in us. So that we might stand on the wall and speak up and speak out against the injustices that we experience. Thank you, Father, for calling us to help those who have been crippled. But Jesus, we know the power doesn't come from us. It comes through us. And so we ask now that you would just speak to that person. Speak to that individual who may not know you as their Lord and Savior. Who may not know that you are the answer. Who may not know that you've already taken care of their salvation needs. Not only in heaven, but on earth. You got them covered. Speak now. Touch their hearts so that they may turn their lives over to you. And so as a church family now, we're going to confess aloud. Those of us who've already been saved, we're going to join those who may not be saved. And we're going to call out your name in prayer, in unison, to join those who need to know you. And I want y'all to repeat after me. Father, touch that person who doesn't know you. Allow them to feel your power. Allow them to feel your presence. Allow them to feel your move and your ministry in their lives right now. Bring healing to their lives. Cause them to repent from their sins. And to turn their lives over to you. We confess for them. We confess with them. That Jesus you are the son of God. And that God raised you from the dead. Bless them now. With salvation. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all, we got to leave out here today speaking boldly. Let's not come in the same way and go out the same way we came in. God has called us to speak boldly. This world, this nation, this state, this city, your community, your household is dependent upon your boldness. God bless you.